0: Welcome, everyone, to the session of the Mobile Book Festival, Festival 2019 on this glorious, beautiful Marlborough Day. We're so lucky. And I just want to say thank you so much to Claudie Bay for giving us this wonderful setting to have this session in. It's just such a... I think it really actually um, personifies simple. You know, isn't it? It's such a beautiful, simple aesthetic, so it's lovely. Um, so just to let you know, we'll be, talk, I'll be talking with Eleanor for about 45 minutes, and approximately 15 minutes from the end there'll be time for some questions. And uh, as Kit mentioned, there'll be an opportunity to buy a book and get it signed. I would just ask if you could stay in your chairs um, while Eleanor proceeds downstairs and we can all meet up with her in the uh, tasting room. So it is my great pleasure to welcome Eleanor Ozich to Marlborough and the Book Festival. Um, Eleanor is a best-selling author and photographer and mother to three young children. Since starting a blog seven years ago, she has built a huge following of loyal readers who look forward to her daily musings, recipes, and ideas for living a less complicated life. She has published three cookbooks and a lifestyle guide, The Art of Simple, contributes to various publications including Delicious, Taste, Homestyle, and a weekly column for Viva and the New Zealand Herald. Her unique approach to writing and photography showcases her love of all things simple in a natural and down-to-earth way. Today we are talking about this beautiful book, The Art of Simple. Uh, Eleanor, I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know this book. It is just a great book to leave on a coffee table and dive in and out of. Out of. So thank you very much for writing it thank and you. coming to talking to with us today. <laughs> thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so let's just start with what motivated you to start to live a simpler life. Um, So I guess for me,
1: um, for those who know a little bit about my journey, I guess I'll just share a bit about um, kind of um, how it all started. So I started writing a blog about seven years ago, and back then our daughter had a lot of health issues. Um... And So for me it was really just a place to um, kind of share our journey really and it started off just posting recipes on my Facebook page, um, I'm definitely not a trained cook or I didn't know how to cook back then, um, and it just took off really, really quickly. So a friend of mine was like, oh, you've got to start up a Facebook group um, and start posting your recipes on there and a blog, and I was like, okay, why not, and back then I kind of didn't really put too much thought into it. <laughs> um, and so I yeah, just started uh, posting these recipes and sharing them and also just um, sharing ideas for a, little, uh, for a more holistic sort of lifestyle. And um, it just, yeah, took off really quickly. Got, I think it was three publishers um, wanting to work with me to do a book um, within sort of the first couple of months that I started writing the blog. So it just, at the time, I was like, well, what's going on? <laughs> um, took off really quickly. And, um, and then after that, I... Um, started writing my second book and um, at that time also was really craving um, community so I kind of become really, um, I really enjoyed, you know, writing the recipes and connecting with people online, but I just was craving to um, actually meet with more people in real life and to work with other people as well. So a friend of mine, Hannah Horton, um, we started a cafe together called Mondays, and um, it was sort of something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to open up a cafe, so uh, I actually grew up above a restaurant. My parents owned a, owned a restaurant as a kid, um, and so, yeah, I've always wanted to open a cafe, Um, Opened the cafe and then all of a sudden I sort of just found myself in this season of life that um, was very busy, very, very busy, um, had two kids at that time. Uh, I felt very stressed out and quite overwhelmed really easily. Um, Just generally felt as though I wasn't kind of keeping up day to day with just, you know, daily tasks and the things that I was doing. And um, I sort of had this moment of being like, what am I doing? You know, like I love my work, but all of a sudden it wasn't enjoyable anymore. Mm. Um, And so... I just, yeah, I think one day I just had this moment where I was like, I've just got to simplify. Um, and actually that was just after I found out that I was pregnant with my third. So <laughs> that was definitely a moment of being like, okay, you've got to do something you, about yeah. this. <laughs> you've got to, yeah, you've got to um, got to slow down. So... Um, At that time, decided to move on from the cafe um, and my friend continued running the cafe and I stepped away. Uh, We also brought a house at that time, so out of central Auckland and moved to the outskirts of Auckland um, in a beautiful spot in Titorangi, which is surrounded by bush. So I think that was really the catalyst for um, this yeah, really slowing down and simplifying. And um, at this time, I actually truthfully did not feel like cooking even though cooking was my thing um, I had really lost my passion for cooking because of just the pace of life that I was sort of running at so um, I guess that's yeah what really inspired the art of simple and um, once again it was a new season of my life and I just felt like I wanted to write about it so yeah.
0: Yeah because I was going to ask you um, obviously to to make yourself less busy you had to cut things out of your life and was it was that a difficult process for you, like that decision to back out of Mondays? Was that, how difficult was that for you to make oh, those absolutely. sort of decisions?
1: Yeah, very, very difficult, um, especially because it was something that I still loved. Um, but I guess sometimes you do have to just be kind of ruthless and be like, hold on a second, you know, what, can I, what can I actually realistically cut out here? Um,
0: yeah, how yeah. did you decide what to keep and what to cut out? What was it that helped you with that decision?
1: I think my husband played a big part of that, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, I think you've got to cut the cafe. I was like,
0: okay. <laughs> Good thing he's not here right now. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say, look, I'm sorry, it's the kids. Yes. I'm sorry, we've just it. We've got to get rid of the kids. <laughs> yeah. So was that enough, really? Just the letting go of Mondays was enough to yeah. create that sort of... Yeah, yeah. The, the first step, anyway. Yeah. yeah, and as you said, it wasn't that difficult to give up the food at that point yeah. because you just weren't enjoying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was reading the intro to the book, you know, what first came to me was that living simply was perhaps about having less things. Mm-hmm. You know, that was what I, my first thought was. But did you were you also talking about um, sort of that letting go of striving for more money, more achievements, more self worth? Yeah. Is that, did yeah. That come absolutely. Into that?
1: Well, I guess I would sort of found myself on this treadmill where it was almost like chasing things non-stop. It was like, like you said, chasing um, more success, um, feeling as though I had to achieve certain things or I had to be this kind of busy person to be successful as well. Yeah. So um, definitely realising that that's that definitely not the case and um, I can still be successful and I can still be, you know, good at what I'm doing. But um, to do that, I have to slow down and simplify,
0: for sure. Well, I guess it's also about what, I, what our idea of success is. Mm. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be more money does it yeah you're clearly a very successful mother as well you know (laughs) what I mean so yeah um and I loved you said uh in the book simple living isn't about determining how little we can live with but celebrating what we can't live without so what were some of those things for you well obviously
1: number one is family so um I definitely found that I'd wasn't finding the time to just hang out with my kids in the afternoons, it was always like this hectic rush um, with daycare and after school programs and things like that and I always felt guilty about that so um, making sure that I was actually present with my kids and not on my phone kind of you know trying to answer emails and to do all of that so um, yeah number one family and spending time with my husband as well of course. Um, and then, yeah, obviously food was a big one for me. Like, food is so important to me. I love cooking. It, it really is, I would say, like one-third of my life is, you know, it's me thinking about what I'm cooking, what I'm eating, what I'm... Um, I love food, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I felt I felt really sad that I had that lost the passion for that, and I kind of, yeah. So I really wanted to find that passion for cooking again. Um,
0: yeah. Did it put- Did it pretty quickly come back?
1: It took a little while, but it did come back. But I had to allow myself the space and the time as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I guess cooking in a cafe is way different from, you know, being able to cook for your family. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't get to eat it so much yourself, do you? Yeah. And
1: even (laughs) when you're making the same thing over and over as well, you don't want to eat it, you know.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, In the book, you write, morning self-care is a beautiful way to fill your cup and allows good feelings to overflow into the rest of your day. Taking the time to start the day well can also have a profound impact on the mindset we possess, the experiences we attract, and the energy we give out to others, Mm. which I think is so true. Um, What is your current morning ritual? So for me,
1: I, I do love to get up in the mornings before my kids wake up, um, just to allow that little bit of time for myself, even th- even if that's just having a cup of tea. Um, <laughs> I love to have a cup of tea in bed, ideally, if I can. That's like my ultimate way to start the day. <laughs> um, and I also love yeah, just getting up and um, be- being able to have like a little bit of space and time to do some um, stretching or yoga as well, um, or going for a walk in the morning. It, you know, it's those little simple things that really make a difference, and then... If I, so you like to move your body? Yeah, i love bit, to yeah. move my body. Yeah, I also, um, I love, I've recently, more recently, just in the last kind of six months, started doing a breathing exercise, which I really love as well. It sounds a bit zany, but it's. if anyone here has heard of Wim Hof, it's uh, a breathing exercise that you can do that really... Um, I'm not going to show you guys how it works right now, (laughs) but look it up on Google or on YouTube. Uh, But it really helps to oxygenate the body and give you a lot of energy. And it only takes about three to five minutes to do, depending on how many times you do it. And um, it just kind of sets me up for the day. makes me feel really clear-minded and Mm. um, gives me a lot of energy. So, yeah, that's another thing that I like to do. And if I don't have the time in the morning to do that, because let's face it, every morning is different, (laughs) especially Mm. with young kids, Um, I'll just allow myself time later in the day to to kind of fit that in, you know?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you meditate at all? Or um, so after, think, actually, well,
1: like? I, I sort of do my own version of it, I suppose. Um, after I do my breathing exercise, I do like to take um, about five minutes just to really sit with myself and to um, really, really think about what what I love in my life. Um, I think something, you know, when you're really busy and when you're striving for more and um, when you're sort of on that treadmill um, you know that sort of never stops. You're you're really not, um, you're not in the moment, and you're not thinking about what you already have in your life, what you are already so grateful for, mm. um, and you don't appreciate those things if you don't allow yourself the time to do that. So, um, that's definitely a big part. of Yeah, what I, I think like gratitude well. is a
0: great practice, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it, it can is.
0: change your thinking in an instant. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and tell us about your because you do also have a particular. If it's not tea, what else are you drinking in the morning these oh. days? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I like to have my tea to begin with, um, and then after about yeah, half an hour or so after I've got up, I've, I don't. I often don't actually have breakfast. I have. Um, coffee called Bulletproof Coffee. I don't know if anyone here has tried that before. (laughs) It sounds a bit crazy, but it's it's basically just brewed black coffee, and then I blend that with coconut oil and butter, um, and it's sort of like a creamy latte. Sounds bizarre, right? Uh, But it actually tastes delicious, and um, it's sort of like a form of intermittent fasting, so it makes you just feel like you've got a lot of energy, really good for your digestion, and makes you feel really clear-headed as well, so
0: nice um, yeah that sounds like a great way to start the day actually. yeah it, is. it <laughs> is a nice mix yep. of things there <laughs> so you have got some lovely more things in the outer simple about some lovely ideas of how to start your day yeah um and I must remember, after f- reading that first chapter and I was feeling quite blissed out inspired by the time I'd finished reading the lovely wake chapter you know it's sort of and there's delicious breakfast recipes in here as well and you know the slowness of tea morning pages I'm like. Oh, Then I got to the second chapter, Simplify, and I must admit, at this point, I did get a slight gnawing unease in the pit of my stomach, (laughs) because I realized this chapter was going to include decluttering. (laughs) And I was sitting in my house, and there was junk behind cupboards sort of talking at me. I thought, oh, oh. (laughs) And we've been in our house for 20, anyone who knows (laughs) me, we've been in our house for 20 years now, Mm. and I'm not naturally inclined to let go of things. (laughs) and the thought of decluttering just really overwhelms me so I just don't really start or I start but you know (laughs) Um, so I just wonder what tips you'd have for people like me yeah Um,
1: I think just try not to be overwhelmed Um, and just start with one little area at a time and don't feel like you have to do everything Um, you know if if, if you have an area in your home where you have lots of things that actually do bring you lots of joy and you love that, like, that's so fine. You don't have to, you know, we all have our own version of kind of decluttering or, um, you know, having the things in our homes that we love and that bring us joy. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be this, you know, perfect Pinterest picture of this minimal house, you know what I mean? Um. I mean yeah, that's sort of a
0: stylistic thing as well. Yeah, that's totally. Like some people are more eclectic. Yes. their uh, <laughs> Decorating so style.
1: Yeah, I guess it's just, um, just choosing little areas at a time um, and you have to be in a good mood when you're doing it as well. Like you can't kind of attack an area in your home when you're frustrated or angry. You know, it's like definitely not the best time to do it. So, <laughs> yeah, be a room. Um, yeah, <laughs> do a little bit at a time. Yeah.
0: Do you have a bit of a system too for when you come to that area and trying to sort out what? what
1: yeah. Well, for me go. personally, I've kind of got to the point where like I just I feel calm and I feel really clear-headed when you know when my house does feel tidy and when it feels as though I've only got the things in my home that I need. Um, and I also find it just makes life so much easier, especially with young kids trying to tidy up all the time. Like, if I do just have sort of the bare minimum of what we need, um, that just, yeah, it makes life easier. Uh, but, oh, sorry, I've gone a bit off track here. What was the question oh, I
0: was thinking, again? I think, I think you've got a, a system. You mentioned a system here of sort of useful, beautiful or meaningful. Was that yes. kind of what you yeah. use as your... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, and it just, it, it also helps to just, um, to kind of just do a little bit daily, you know? Yeah. Like if you see an area um, that's kind of building up clutter and gosh, that, that happens to me all the time, you know, I have like my, oh, my drawer full of, my clutter drawer, everyone has one. Um, <laughs> but every now and then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, just do a little bit each day and it just, yeah, it tends to help. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Start that tomorrow. <laughs> um, and I also wondered, because it dawned on me as well as I was thinking about this, that actually probably I don't let go of things emotionally or mentally that easily either. Yeah. Did you think through the process of physically letting go of things? That it also helps with it bigger area of uh, letting go in general emotional, mental. Is that something
1: that you Store, Yeah, absolutely Um, and that's something that you can work on separately as well, like that's um, I'm really into sort of uh, I do a lot of mindset work and um, I've been to quite a few Tony Robbins conferences I don't know if anyone here likes Tony Robbins or not Um, but we did this really amazing exercise with him actually and it was really thinking about, you know, the sort of baggage the emotional baggage, the things in your past that, you know, I think us as humans we have a tendency to to hold on to emotional baggage sort of as our story. You know, they kind of make... Mm. That that particular thing that happened to us in the past makes us, you know, who we are today. And that can be a beautiful thing, but it can also, you know, it can be really exhausting and it can be draining, Um, especially if you're holding on to that as your story and kind of replaying it all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, So for me, I remember we did this exercise and, you know, he sort of... um, I'll only touch on it quickly, but, you know, he made us really think about that moment in our lives that, you know, has kind of been holding us back or that has been really negative or difficult that mm. period in our lives, whatever it might have been, and to thank it, to thank it, and to envision this kind of, like, beautiful light around it and then just watch it float away and be grateful for that thing happening in your life, you know? Yeah. So I think even if you sort of can change your thoughts around that whatever emotional baggage is holding you back, um, yeah, it can really help you to move forward and just to really focus on what you have in your life now that you're, you know, yeah. that you love.
0: Um, yeah. I love that philosophy. Um, did I did ask you this yesterday? But does simplify apply to your recipe books? Um, do, did you simplify recipe books? Do you have a, a minimal <laughs> thing of recipe books, or do you? you know? Yes, and actually, I think
1: that's probably why my recipes were really um, resonating with people in the early years when I first started writing my blog. Because for me, as soon as I see a recipe that's um, got a big list of ingredients or um, got really complicated methods, I'm oh, just okay. like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be really simple for me as well in terms yeah. of cooking. So, um, yeah, absolutely.
0: And what, um, and to also, I'm talking about like, in terms of the recipe books that you own of other people's. Yeah. So oh right. Sorry. Yeah. I you. Have you
1: got? Um, no, actually, the book books in my home are the one exception um, in terms of
0: well, only a lot. <laughs> a lot of us here might agree with that. I remember Marie Kondo saying, I think one of the first things was books. I thought, like, well, I'm not doing that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. someone also said to me that actually you know that big pile of books that you might have by your bed? Or, or piles? Yeah. Yep. That actually, um, that's a good thing. Yes. That's not a bad thing for you to have, Yeah, No, I have many, many cookbooks.
1: I think I've got about 60 cookbooks or something. (laughs) Um, And actually, we have the piles of books next to our bed as well. So my husband and I always say, like, as soon as we find our new house, we want to just get, like, an entire wall that's a bookshelf, you know? Oh, nice. (laughs) Just so we don't have piles of books all around the house. But for some reason... I guess it's because they bring me so much joy, right? When I look at them, they don't—they don't make me feel cluttered or no. they don't bother me. Yeah, you no, know? you're
0: right. <laughs> and are there any particular recipe books that you um, keep going back to?
1: Uh, yes. So Jamie Oliver, I just love mm. Jamie Oliver, um, and ja- and um, Nigel Slater as well as a personal favourite. If you guys haven't read Nigel Slater's work before, he his recipes are um, you know very homely, comforting, um, quite rich you know, rich, flavourful food, um, and also not too difficult to make. But his, his style of food writing is, um, it's almost like a novel. Like, when you're reading through his books, they're just, his stories about food, they're just mind-blowing. It kind of makes you see a whole new world about, the, you know, one particular vegetable. Like, he'll talk about a vegetable for, like, four pages straight, you know? <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, he's wow. pretty amazing.
0: <laughs> um, and I also read that your wardrobe, which every time I've seen you has been beautiful, only has 12 to 15 items in it. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> again <laughs> a lot, I've, got, I've got a lot of things to, you know, try to work towards here. Um, so how does your philosophy of simple apply to your to your dress? Yeah. Yeah, well for me, um, I
1: really love to be mindful about what I buy for one. So everything that comes into our home I just I think I just have so much more love and appreciation for an item if I've really thought about it first and made sure it's actually something that I'm gonna use or something mm. that's practical. Um, and this, of course, here. makes your, you know, simplifying in your home easier um, once you kind of get into that mindset because, you, you know, you don't just buy things without thinking about it on a whim um, and then end up bringing it home and never using it again, you know. So, and, and, of course, that relates to my wardrobe as well. So when I buy something, I just make sure that it's going to work with everything else in my wardrobe um, and then I'm actually going to wear it over and over. And, and I tend to do that with items too When I buy something, you know, this winter I've kind of Brought three winter, beautiful winter items To wear and I can just sort of Wear them over and over with what, what else I've got In there um, and wear an item until It actually starts falling apart, you know As opposed to it just sort of sitting there and um, you know, dreaming. Oh, one day I'll wear that dress. Or you know,
0: <laughs> and so you would you would buy good quality items of yes, clothing. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And actually, I I really love to wear beautiful quality um, items that make me feel really good every single day. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I don't really see the point in sort of saving a beautiful dress for a special occasion. Um. Like, why not celebrate every day and wear something that makes
0: you feel good every day? You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's so much better for the planet. Yes. Absolutely. Mm. <laughs> um. In the book, you say that when you've learned to live with less, you end up with so much more. That's quite a big and comforting statement, isn't it? Um, I just wonder if you could tell us what that means for you. So I think that really applies to everything. So, you know, when you
1: live with less things in your home and, um, you know, when you have less sort of stress and less, all of those things that kind of clutter up your day, um, you just, you have more time to do what you actually love. You have more time to spend um, with your family, you have more time to you know, just cook in the kitchen um, without pressures, I think. Yeah, it's really about just simplifying um, and letting go of all the things that you don't actually love to do or that don't bring you joy so that you can so that you can really appreciate those little, you know, beautiful moments throughout the day that you might have yeah. not, you know, that you might have missed otherwise. Yeah. yeah.
0: So more joy. Yeah, really more joy. Yeah. yeah. Have you noticed that in your kids as well with the simplifying? Is, yeah,
1: is it... yeah, absolutely. Like, even with them, you know, I... Um, at the moment, we don't have them booked into anything after school. They don't really do any extra um, activities or anything like that. And and that's for me as well because I haven't wanted to have that extra stress. Um, but also for them, like we, I just want to pick them up and hang out with them after school and not feel as though we're kind of carting from one thing to the other. So
0: yeah, yeah it
1: kind of it really does apply to almost everything know in, in
0: our lives. Yeah. yeah. Um. I was also going to talk to you a little bit about cleans because the book also includes a collection of simple natural cleaning recipes for your body, laundry and home. I mentioned this again yesterday that when I told my husband I was going to make our own hand soap and cleaning products, he asked, did I really have time for that? And and I thought, what would you say to him and others? You know, because I I guess lots of people have that thought. Do we really... Where do we find the time? What would you say to people to... Try to persuade them that they do have the time. Um,
1: I think that when you actually make something, especially if you follow one of my recipes in particular, you'll see that they're very, very simple and easy and straightforward and will literally take you 30 seconds to make, like, a, a beautiful spray and wipe that you'll use or... Um, yeah, everything is very simple. So, um, and also very, you know, when you're making something yourself as well, like it not only does it take, you know, only a minute or two to make, uh, but also you know exactly what's in it. Um, mm. you know, you know, removing just that once again things like, um, you know, commercial cleaners and all of those things that you'd usually buy from the supermarket that are actually just adding clutter to your life, <laughs> yeah. um, and just making your own simple, beautiful, homemade versions that do bring you like a sense of joy, I guess. Like, it sounds ridiculous, but I actually love cleaning. I, <laughs> I, I love talking about cleaning. <laughs> um, I know it's a really unsexy topic, but, um, you know, the, the act of making my own cleaners, um, it's, it's such a simple thing to me, but it, it really brings me a lot of joy as well, so...
0: Yeah. yeah, well, it must be quite satisfying.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's so much cheaper and better for the environment. So for yeah. me, it just makes sense, you know. Yeah, yep. it's just lots of pluses, <laughs> isn't it?
0: Um, and where did you get the ideas for the cleaning recipes from? Are they from old? Because I guess, you know, a long time ago, we probably we didn't have lots of chemicals in our cleaning. We probably used yeah. baking soda and things. Where did you find your recipes?
1: Yeah, so I guess a lot of them are sort of um, versions that I've probably adapted from online recipes um, mm. or just ones that I've kind of made... I, when I'm making a recipe, I tend to um, I don't tend to go out and buy ingredients. Um, I love to just sort of work with what I've got at home a lot of the time, and so a lot of the recipes are just sort of a bit of a mismatch of what I've got at home um, when I created it. So, oh, do you mean for the food or more for the <laughs> for both for, for cleaning? Both. For yeah, yeah so oh, wow. um, and that's why you'll find the recipes use really basic things like baking soda. Um, yeah, really basic
0: ingredients: vinegar, nothing yeah. fancy. While well, yep. we're talking about that, the baking soda and vinegar, because I really love. Do you think you could tell us about your toilet cleaner? It's a really sexy topic, <laughs> but um, because I really still sort of love the scientific experiment feel about it, and I yeah. actually thought, wow, I could actually get my son cleaning the toilets with this. So how do yeah. you?
1: <laughs> so when Charlotte and I met in Auckland a few weeks ago to chat about just what we were going to talk about here today, I, you know, got really excited about talking about cleaning, of course, and um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I started talking about how I clean my toilet. And how I do that is, I love to just sprinkle baking soda in the base of it, um, put a few drops of essential oil. So, you know, essential oils are a really beautiful um, ingredient to to have at home, or something, you know, like a natural tool that you can use to help um, help with your cleaning. So, um, in most cases, they're antibacterial, antiviral, um, and antifungal. And so, putting a few drops of essential oil in the toilet as well really helps. And then um, pour a little bit of vinegar, and it just kind of fizzes like crazy. We um, uh, might have done that science experiment at school. <laughs> the volcano experiment. When you were a kid. Um, and then just leave it for a bit and then give it a good scrub up after about half an hour. And honestly, it's like the best toilet cleaner you'll ever use. So
0: simple. Um, yeah, smells wow. amazing. Wow. Yep. That's, that's great. <laughs> I love it. So there's um, a bunch of recipes in here for um, cleansing and also for skin care. Yeah. Yeah. So have, how have you found that your skin's enjoying the... Kinsing products that you make, the Kinsing products that you're making, and
1: yeah. moisturising. Um, so I used to spend a lot of money actually on really like beautiful natural skincare products, um, and then I of course started kind of dabbling and trying to make my own. And um, now all I use is just a, a really simple face oil, and it's like honestly so simple, um, just a blend of essential oils, and you can use whatever carrier oil that you want. I just use fractionated coconut oil, and it's honestly that's all I use on my skin. So once again, another area of my life that's just been completely simplified. <laughs> so I just use it to take off my makeup, um, put it on again before I go to sleep and, and that's it. So yeah, everything, that's
0: all I have in my, you know, wow, in my bathroom. That's fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a really lovely um, chapter in the book called Cherish. Um, and you talk about cherishing and celebrating the small, beautiful moments in our lives, mm-hmm. the family meal, a um, daydream break, the rhythm of cooking. So I just wonder if you might tell me a bit about, this chapter, what it means for you, that idea of cherish. what does that mean for you? Um,
1: It's really about just finding, you know, and for everybody it's different, but finding just those little moments of joy throughout the day, those things that just just make you feel happy. Um, So you can probably guess for me it's cooking, um, actually having the time and space in the kitchen to cook, um, feeding my family, um, going for walks, like it really is... You know, I, I feel almost silly here sitting and telling you guys these things, but um, I'm sure you all have your own things that you know that really bring you joy. But just allowing that space every single day to... To make sure you do those things. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be one of those things every day. Because it just, yeah, just brings you back down to earth, you know.
0: No, I think sometimes yeah. we forget, don't we? We just have a constant to do and we just kind of cross yeah. off going from that to that and that. Yeah. We don't take those little times yeah. to talk about, you know, I was just talking about that with reading, for example. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I think that's lovely. And just what we're talking about, the, the book's broken up into these wonderful chapters and there's recipes all the way through it as well. Um, but for every chapter, there'll be like a little. So sort of just short little things. So you can really just pick it up and down and delve into it, can't you? So it's yeah. a really lovely, fabulous book. Um, so getting on to a bit about the food, honestly, first I just want to ask you a quick question. When you are talking about those um, cherishing little moments, it had sort of quite a ring of, for me, mindfulness about it. Yeah. And I just wondered, did you actually set out to practice mindfulness? Did you, had you learned about that kind of <laughs> concept, or did that just something naturally evolve out of the simplicity of your lifestyle?
1: Um, Yeah, I think it's definitely something that more evolved, although, gosh, mindfulness is everywhere at the moment, isn't it? It's it's a big word, isn't it, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's all over the place. So I guess it was probably a bit of the two, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. in the share section, you, you've written that sharing food with those I love is what drives my passion for cooking. Mm. Love, love, love. I love that too. It's nothing better than cooking food for people and sitting down and eating it with them and talking. So I just thought, I wonder if you could give us an example of a menu that you would cook when you have family and friends around for dinner. Yeah, yeah. So for me, I don't like to be in the kitchen, when my obviously
1: when my um, friends and family are over, so um, I'd probably make some sort of really delicious tray back. Um, I'm a big fan of tray back dinners because you can kind of just chuck everything in and it only takes five minutes, but it's um, you can still create something really beautiful and delicious. So I'd probably do like some roast chicken with preserved, maybe some preserved lemon, some olives, lots of herbs. Um, a bit of white wine, maybe a bit of uh, a bit of stock in there, and then bake it in the oven until it's really succulent and juicy and delicious. And I'd probably just serve that with a really basic seasonal salad. Um, I'm a big fan of like, having lots of dips and things as well at the table, so I'd probably have a few delicious different herby dips and um, some nice sourdough bread. Um, do you yeah, make what a salad I do. Uh, I, actually, I haven't been recently, but I did go through a phase where I was making it quite a bit and I really want to get back into it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just I'll just also mention so we talked about homemade, you stay at the bell tower, and so a lot of those little dips and things that you're talking about are in Eleanor's um, yeah. homemade book, which was her latest um, book in a, a similar sort of format to this. So it's just a lovely thing to have there as well. Thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, and so the philosophy of simple how does that apply to your food? Um
1: just yeah not doing anything too too complicated, obviously, I do actually enjoy the time and the process of the cooking, but um i do I do like to keep it really simple, so mm. yeah, and just working with seasonal ingredients as well um a big part of uh, my cooking too is. It's yeah, it really comes down to where the ingredients are from. I think you know, if you're going to the supermarket and just getting a whole bunch of things off the shelves, it's just not the same experience. Um, obviously, there's some things that you've got to get from the supermarket, but for me, you know, going to farmers' markets. I actually went to your farmer farmers' market this morning, which was lovely. Um, and you know, shopping with local artisans and um, growers, and really having that relationship with people as well um, who grow your food or who create your food. It just it makes you appreciate it so much more so um, and yeah. that's a big part of yeah my yeah. sort
0: of philosophy for cooking as well yeah do you ever are you ever one of those people that sees a recipe you probably aren't and then has a little asian you know some asian thing that you need to get a mazamun paste and you buy the jar and then never use it again. I don't imagine you ever do that. No, I no. don't. No. no. Well, so you so do you not. So then, so then you wouldn't actually cook that recipe, really? Is it probably what you, not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. I would
1: just adapt it to kind of what I've already got. Yeah. Um, I do tend to mostly cook sort of Mediterranean style food. I don't veer too much away from that. Yeah. Um, but that's just because that's what I love and what yeah. I know. I Like I love eating more ethnic style food, but it's just not my forte. I'm actually terrible at cooking that kind of food. So oh. you'll never find anything like that on my blog, yep, <laughs> I think it's probably the influence from my husband as well, he's Croatian, so we love the yeah Mediterranean um, sort of style food, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, and tell us about, so on Sundays, or well, most Sundays, you go and have a lovely dinner with your in-laws, Yes, which, sounds, which again yeah. really personifies that idea of sheer, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: it does, yeah, tell and, and actually I, I come from a very small family, so I just have one sister, um... And you know, growing up, we we actually used to have dinner every night around the table with all the staff from the kitchen because we lived above the restaurant. Um, but when we did eat together, like our family was very small, so when I married my husband, it was quite a new concept to me. He was one of six kids. Um, and kind of this big, you know, big Croatian family, and every Sunday they had this um, big, beautiful lunch that was pretty much like Christmas dinner every Sunday. Um, <laughs> and I always say I'm not going to overeat, but I always do. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it'd be like, yeah, crazy amounts of just beautiful, beautiful food, like, you know, a beautiful roast meat, um, into so many dishes that I'm almost like how are we going to get through all of this food and it was like this every sunday but you know somehow we always managed to eat majority of it, you know majority of the dishes
0: <laughs> and so the, um was there croatian food what what is what sort of
1: it's um i, I guess you could say kind of similar to italian um okay. yeah so lots of um really rich delicious sauces lots of herbs really veg- uh, lots of you know very um vegetable based as well so mm.
0: yeah and did you spend the rest of the day there as well? Yeah, we or? just
1: hang out there the entire oh. day. Like so we that, kind of again. have to write Sunday off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. But I love But it's so lovely,
0: isn't it? Because I was it talking is. to the people staying in my house that we used to do that more, you know, when we were kids, all of us yeah. of a certain age. But, um, you know, you go to church and then you'd have a roast and you'd just perhaps be the family, but we just tend to not, yeah. I don't know, I don't think we do that quite so much anymore, so it was really lovely to hear that you still yeah. do.
1: It's so nice, and I think, like, I'm just going to continue that tradition, you know, oh, for our family, nice. so um, I just love that, yeah. Yeah. I love just families coming together over food, you know, food is kind of the main focal point, and then, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, <laughs> it's
0: just fabulous, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the, also the other chapters is about rest and rest, sleep, very important to me, very important to me. So I was quite interested in this one. So um, I was just wonder if you would be happy to share some of the nighttime rituals that you have for you and your family that sort of just helps promote a really yeah. good night's sleep.
1: Yeah, totally. So um, especially with little ones, I think it's really important to create like a beautiful ritual in the, in the sort of after, even starting in the afternoon. Like I found now that I've brought my kind of you know the routine forward a little bit. Um, you know, it starts right when I pick them up from school, we just hang out and spend you know, a couple of hours together um, playing, you know, going to the park, things like that, and then um, always sitting down and doing some reading. Um, and then as soon as it sort of starts to get dark, I love to light candles around the house or um, put my diffusers on and put some oils in there, calming oils like lavender or something along those lines. Um, and that really just sets the tone, and everyone knows, okay, now it is time to really slow down. <laughs> um, and I love to have an early dinner as well with the kids, and I think that really helps um, to kind of get them ready for bed, you know, rather than going yeah. to bed on a full stomach. Yeah. Um, I personally love having a bath. We haven't had a bath for the last year since we moved out of our home in Titarangi, and I'm oh, really missing that. Oh no. <laughs> I've had two baths since I've been here, where I'm staying. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which has been lovely. Um, but, yeah, I love having a bath. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what
0: else I... No, that make. sounds lovely. That yeah. just sounds lovely. Yeah. Um, I was thinking from the outside, you, you know, your book, your life looks idyllic. You know, when you read the book and there's beautiful pictures of happy kids and, you know, mm-hmm. fabulous career, three gorgeous children, beautiful house. However, I'm, I'm sure there's still days when, you know, the dog, which looks gorgeous, by the way, has <laughs> his, <laughs> his strewn a you know, pot plant across the floor yes. and your kids are sick and you've got deadlines yeah. to meet. Yeah. Um, So I just wondered how your simple lifestyle has helped you deal with those times. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: You know, I'm definitely not perfect at all, um, (laughs) and my life is not perfect. Um, You know, even just a couple of hours ago, we had a text that our son, Archie, today just pooed all over the floor at church. (laughs) And that's actually like a total normal thing, you know. That happened to me two weeks ago. He pooed all over the floor at farmers and I had to deal with it. So, you know, I'm just like I'm just like everybody. Um, <laughs> but I think just having you know, just having like a um just having a different perspective on things. So even when something like that does happen, you just got to laugh about it, you know? Is that what
0: you did in Farmers?
1: Yeah, I laughed about it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my daughter was, like, mortified. She's like, "Mom, I'm so embarrassed. And I was just like, oh, oh, oh. it's hilarious. And I just kept telling everyone about it for the next two days.
0: Um, <laughs> so laughing is one of your strategies? Laughing <laughs> 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 is definitely
1: one of my strategies. Um, yeah, and I guess, like, you know, if you don't have your, your day jam-packed full of things that you have to be doing... Um, you know, if something does go wrong, it just you, you've got that space to, mm. you know, to work through it. And yeah,
0: yeah. Because yeah. I remember reading a blog where you said that um, you, you must have been stressed about something happened, and it was, and you'd perhaps, you know, talk to the kids a bit, perhaps shouted a bit more than you would want to, and um, <laughs> but and then you looked at that, but you said that you can change your thoughts in an instant. Yeah. So what? How? What is it? That, how do you? do that? What's your particular tool for changing your thoughts in an instant? Because we um, all have those it's, times, it's definitely
1: something I've had to work on, like, you know, I, I, I have always been quite a stubborn person, so, you know, if, I, if something's gone wrong and I'm really frustrated or angry about it, like, it's easy to hold on to that kind of frustration and anger, you know what I mean? Mm. Because it almost mm-hmm. feels comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we can actually, I, I think we forget, you know, that we do have that ability to, you know, snap our finger and change the way we feel about something in an instant. Um, And that's actually something, a tool that I learnt when I went to a Tony Robbins thing as well. But it takes practice. Like everything, it just takes practice. You know, It's if something's going wrong or if you feel as though you're stuck in your life or something is holding you back or, um, you know, we all have those things that we're, you know, constantly frustrated by. But, Mm -hmm. if you know, if you do just change your thinking around it, and this even applies to kind of being busy and stressed as well. Like I think a lot of the time it's not necessarily... Um, the things we're actually doing and it's not necessarily the things that are happening on a day-to-day basis it's actually just our thoughts around Mm. what's happening in our lives so I think if we can really focus on you know take a moment to be like hold on I'm going to tune into myself and think about you know how am I thinking about this is this actually something that's happening in my life that is you know I'm sorry I'm not explaining it very well but you know can I change my thinking about this, as opposed to you know, because we have yeah, no, no control over what's happening in our lives, do we? We really don't. Well, we we do have a certain amount of control, but um, but not
0: over everything. Yeah. No.
1: But at the end of the day, if we can change our thinking about something,
0: um, you know, everything changes
1: in an instant, yeah. you know?
0: Yeah. It's interesting that thing, isn't it? I was reading something about external business versus internal business. Yeah. You know, we can do something about external business, like you, you stopped Mondays, you yeah. miss, but then we also probably have that internal business about, oh, my God, I've got so much to do, and it's, yeah. you know, which you're right, we're just sort of feeding it, aren't we, really?
1: Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 And we also perhaps like to be seen to be busy. You're yeah. exactly right. Well, we feel like we have to thing. be busy. I know. you yeah. know, which is crazy, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's like even when you talk to someone that you haven't seen for ages, it's like, oh, how are you? How have you been? It's like, yeah. oh, you know, I've been really busy doing this and that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, imagine if you were just like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm amazing. Like, I've just been doing nothing. Yeah, so I know. you'd be like, what?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? I know. It is crazy because, yeah, we, <laughs> we should do nothing more and be happy. Yeah. To admit that we... It's like even for a
1: week I went through a... Um, yeah, a week of being really conscious of when people ask me, like, how are you? Instead of just being like, yeah, I'm okay, or yeah, I'm good, being like, I'm amazing. (laughs) You know, yeah. um, I'm really great. Like life is amazing. I'm so 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 happy to be alive right now. You know, and people are like, oh, what? You know, <laughs> and then you could, that can instantly change something. the way they feel about their day. You know, so yes,
0: yes, yeah, it's a great thing.
1: It's definitely a, it's definitely an inside job as well as an outside <laughs> job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was really interesting. Um, I was just this is a really beautifully written book, and it's got some really lovely evocative language. And I just wondered, did you does the process of writing come easily to you? So this book, I actually found very difficult to write. Um, I,
1: like, there were definitely moments where things would flow really well, and I felt like I was in a state of flow, and I could just write, and it just came naturally, um, but you know, with a deadline, of course, when you're mm. writing a book, um, it can be a, tough when you feel like you have to, yeah, and a baby, you, you feel like you have to finish things, and um, but you know, with with cooking and with writing recipes, I guess I had become really comfortable with that, and um, even now I feel like I can just write a recipe really easily. It, I find it very, very easy to do. Um, but with this book, it was definitely out of my comfort zone. Mm. So um, I definitely had to, um, yeah, really. And once again, it's just practice, right? So the more you do it, the easier it becomes. Um, but I really enjoyed writing because it, it, you know, it was it was a good a, a good time for me to grow and expand um in what I was doing so yeah, yeah. and despite being hard I just kind of pushed through it um yeah,
0: yeah. well it is it's really beautiful written I really enjoyed the language in it as well oh thank you yeah and I was thinking that you know sometimes with the best will in the world uh, we start to cut back but things start to creep back on you start saying yes to it. are you good at saying no to things by I've, the way I've
1: learned to to be good at saying no to things. I definitely go through moments where, like, I might have opportunities and things sort of coming my way and I like to say yes to everything and keep everyone happy, but I've definitely become better at at having boundaries, for sure. Um, And also being really aware of um, who I spend time with and whether those people are draining or, Mm. you know, if they're bringing me down or, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to stop being friends with that person or stop, you know, spending time with that person, but just being aware, aware of that and, um, you know, um, yeah, just being aware of, you know, the people that you spend time with and whether they make you feel good and if they kind of lift you up as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Which pretty much asks the question that, you know, if you things start to creep in, but you've really mm. just got to be risk about it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, since we are at a book festival, mm-hmm. um, I just wondered, what do you, what do you, do you like to read, actually? Do you like yeah. to, you know, yeah. that is one of the things that fits into the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so cookbooks, of course. Love yeah, reading yeah. cookbooks. Yeah, well, um, just say to sound lovely. But is there, what else do you read for, pure pleasure uh, my
1: <laughs> my favorite uh my favorite t- uh, genre of books to read is actually um, sort of romance novels, but kind of based in Italy. <laughs> I have this um, romantic dream about living in Italy, and so or living in, you know, um, travelling Europe and just cooking and eating. And um, so there's, you know, there's a New Zealand author, Nikki Pellegrino, who oh, I yeah. love. I've yeah. read all of yeah, her she's books. Been here. Um, I do, I do like those kind of easy reads sometimes because they're just a nice way to unwind and um, oh, oh, kind yeah. of switch off at the end of the day. So oh, yeah. I definitely tend to pick up pick up those sort of style of books. Yeah. Um, especially if they talk about food in the book as well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Have you read Sarah Kate Lynch? No,
1: I haven't. Oh, you should try her. Sarah Kate
0: Lynch is also... Romantic with lots of yummy food in certain yeah. yummy places. Okay. Yeah, they're they a great, sort of holiday, <laughs> great holiday read. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll definitely check that out. If
1: anyone has any recommendations, I'd love to hear them.
0: <laughs> um, you know, as I was sort of researching about you, and it was just such an amazing growth in your career, you know, that it was, uh, you mentioned it before, but it was 10,000 followers in the first month on your Facebook page, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask you how many have you got
1: now? Um, On my Facebook I think it's about 50,000. Oh, 52. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. Um And Instagram, about 34,000. I sort of spend most of my time posting on Instagram now because that's just where I find I'm getting most engagement. Um, I guess, once again, it's simpler for people to look at. Um, Instagram is just easy. You just scroll through, you know. So I do spend quite a bit of time probably posting on there, yeah. But then, once again, it's one of those things I've had to set a boundary with, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, social yeah. media. Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I think most yeah, of I us understand. probably do if we're spending time on there. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, and you mentioned in a blog post the being that the being super clear on the why behind your work is essential to enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's a whole big value thing. What is the why behind your work?
1: I think the why for me is um, ultimately like what I'm sharing. I want it to be really adding value to people. So I, I really want it to whatever it is that I'm putting out there, I want, um, I want it to, to help people and to make them feel good. So, um, you know, most of it is my own personal experiences, of course, so things that I've done personally that have made me feel really good, whether that's, like, food or cooking or just um, sort of daily things that you can do um, to kind of, yeah, bring your, bring your life back into balance. But I think at the end of the day, that's what really drives me. It's, um, yeah, just creating value for people, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I, I wondered, did you do you have an overall plan or vision? Like things seem to grow kind of organically and serendipitously a little bit. Mm. Um, and the, you know, you go from the blogging to the recipe books to the cafe, more books, and you now your essential oil business, which we'll get to see. But um, did you or do you have a plan or an overall vision for your career or that side of your...
1: What's interesting is I'm kind of going through the season in my life at the moment where. Um It's been a big growth uh, season for me. So, for the last year, this is actually one of the first, you know, I I got invited to speak at one of these events um, last year. I think it was last year or the year before for the Marlborough Book Festival, and I turned it down because the thought of uh, public speaking just completely put me into a tailspin. Um, but for me, the last kind of year and a half, I've really been working through that and, um, you know, getting out of my comfort zone and um, actually just wanting to, yeah, do more of these kind of speaking events and um, and and just meeting people and connecting with people in real life. Um, and for me, that's been an incredible experience that's really helped me, and that's actually something that I'd really love to focus on in the next coming years. So um, possibly, you know... Of course, I'm still going to write about food and, um, and, and health and wellness, but I would really love to, um, to share some of my own personal tools that I've used to kind of work through my own limiting beliefs and the things that have been holding me back in my life. And okay. um, I would love to, yeah, to share some of those with my readers um, in case that resonated with them. So
0: Yeah, I'm sure Yeah, I will. that's definitely something that I'm um, wanting to do more of. Is that then possibly going to be... Is there going to be another book?
1: Yeah, so I'm talking with my publisher at the moment about the next one and it's sort of, yeah, I kind of, I put out a post a couple of weeks ago to see what my readers wanted and, um, you know, it was half-half between like another cookbook, which was like really, really simple recipes, like kind of like 10-minute meals, <laughs> um, but like still beautiful, healthy meals yeah. but, um, that don't take long to make. And then the other idea was, you know, more sort of more of a lifestyle guide, something similar to the Art of Simple, but kind of like little da- little um, everyday life hacks to make your life easier, basically. Mm. Um, and it was kind of, yeah, the response was really a, a blend of the two, and people said, can't you just, you know, put both of them together? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe something along those lines, yeah. I'm not, not sure yet, but, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to start working on something soon, another, another book, yeah.
0: Great. Um, well, it's about 10 too, so I'll just open it up for any questions from the audience for Eleanor. Does anyone have a question they would like mm-hmm. to ask? Yeah. Excuse <laughs>
1: myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really busy doing something You you can't be apologetic. Like um you just have to be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was about to say, I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I've just got this other stuff happening at the moment and you know, you just you can't feel guilty about it. I think it's also the guilt like you have to take the guilt out of it, for sure. Yeah. So it's just practice. Yeah. Practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah totally so that's um something I never thought that I would do um if anyone has heard of doTERRA it's a network marketing company um and I've always thought of network marketing as kind of this yucky rule network marketing you know um but I just went along to a workshop and at that time in my life actually really needed them so I'd been in a couple of car crashes and um, had some head injuries And um, a friend of mine said, oh, you've got to try frankincense, essential oil. It's really good for, um, you know, helping with anything neurological going on. So I started using frankincense and just loved it. Um, And so naturally I just, yeah, I wanted to learn more and and learn more about them and um, started going to more workshops. And then one day I just sort of felt this calling, like, you've got to do this. Like, you've got to um, start doing workshops and meet people and share what you've experienced. So um, I started doing that and, uh, actually that's probably why I'm even sitting here today because it just really helped me to build that confidence and know that, you know, if if, if I don't, um, I have to get over myself, you know, I have to get over my own um, sort of silly fears and actually, uh, unless I do that, I'm not actually able to help people. So, um, yeah, I just, I love it. I love the company. The company's amazing. Um, they kind of align with all of my values um, in terms of a product or um, in what they're doing. So, yeah, love meeting people too. It's been a really beautiful way to um, connect with people as well. So I feel like it just sort of really fits beautifully with everything else that I'm doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so you have a lot of recipes in the Art of Simple and homemade for the your um, household cleaning and your own skincare using essential oils, don't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I have actually been using them for a long time. Like back when I started the blog, I was using essential oils, but... I really just... I didn't know about the amazing um, therapeutic benefits that they can have for us, so I really just thought it was sort of a pretty smell that I would just chuck in at the last minute kind of thing. Um, but now that I've, like, delved into my journey and learned a lot more, I just couldn't live without them. I, they've really... Um, once again, they sort of... Um, have totally simplified everything in our home, you know, so from first aid to sort of our medical cabinet to cleaning beauty products, um, I use the essential oils for all of those things, so, and just for daily rituals as well, mm. like the ritual of um, using your own homemade beautiful essential oil perfume is just, yeah, it's stunning, I love being mm. able to do that, like I was just putting them on before in the room before I came in here to kind of calm my nerve.
0: yeah. nerves, so, <laughs>
1: to get to you me. know, there's just, yeah, so many uses for them, so, love them, <laughs> Anybody else?
0: Um how do you organise
1: your pantry? <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I love to have everything in jars. So I love to buy in bulk, like especially dry ingredients. Um, and for me it's also it's really about, and this is um, sort of, my new book Homemade really talks a lot about this. So it's um, having the really basic homemade um, things that you can have in your, in your pantry as well that you can just add to food really easily for you know quick flavor. So things like um, flavored salts and um, you know what else? Uh, so just all in jars, yeah. And I don't have labels on them because I know personally what's in there and I'm the only one that cooks in my household really. So <laughs> I don't need to worry about that. Um, yeah, so just in jars. Everything's in jars. I try to minimise plastic as much as I can, of course. So, yeah, buying in bulk and using jars. Yeah. Does that sort of answer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: awesome. Anybody else? At the beginning of the session, you said that you wanted to be part of the community, so you formed your cafe one Yeah. And then you gave it up. So yeah. how did, have you achieved being part of a community now, apart from your essential oils? Yeah. Obviously
1: you're with, so you're obviously at home mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, the essential oil workshops, like I do them weekly, so I meet a lot of women that way. Um, but I've also been doing just a lot more, like even cooking events and things like that as well. So, yeah. a <laughs> question here. Yes, absolutely, and that really ties in with, you know, like making a lot of your own things as well. Like I hate the idea of buying a, um, you know, a plastic spray bottle from the supermarket and then it goes into the recycling, which isn't even recycled at the moment, is it? Right. So, um, yeah, it really, it really all ties in, but definitely minimising waste, and especially when it comes to food, um, you know, I, have, I, I only like to buy kind of what we need. So even in terms of the pantry as well, like I, I've actually got quite a minimal pantry. I don't have a huge amount of stuff in there um, because I like to know that I'm actually going to use everything. And so I definitely do have just those basics that I kind of keep going back to. Um, but, yeah, just um, only buying what I need, you know. Um, and especially at the end of the week when I kind of get to the end of the week before we're about to do some more shopping or go to the farmer's market or what have you um, I love just yeah getting really experimental with like all the random leftover stuff that we have <laughs> um, and that's often when I end up cooking like the most delicious meal because it's been really inventive you know
0: <laughs> yeah anybody else? one more. Yeah, go. You have a, a tip for our, if your kids
1: just that are mixed, you know like rather than segmenting no. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's that's really interesting actually because I sort of did that a lot with Bella my daughter the one that had the the health issues um and she's still a very picky eater whereas um Obi my son and that when when we started feeding him food that was when I kind of started writing the food blog and right from the beginning he just kind of ate everything that we ate you know we never really made a point of cooking separately for them um or you know um making sort of a kid friendly version if you know what I mean and separating things yeah yeah. More yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I I would just be like.
0: So you just simplify
1: the kid, Stephanie. That's okay. <laughs> no, good. Um, I I would just yeah I would just be like this is what we're all eating we're all going to eat it if you know if you don't eat it then tough kind of thing. <laughs> and eventually after a while they'll they'll be like ah oh, she's not going to do a special version for me so I'm hungry I'm going to have to eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, boundaries um, and that's, that's what I say to Bella as well our daughter, like sometimes she just won't really eat as much as everyone else, my son just I can't believe how much food he eats um, and he'll just eat everything I put in front of him and so it's been different, yeah so, so interesting to see the difference between them you know, and it was entirely because of what I had done, not necessarily them, you know um, I had created those habits in the beginning yeah <laughs> yeah
0: Your husband's also got his own business as well, hasn't he? Um, Yeah. um, Well, you can say what your husband's... Yeah, uh, a menswear clothing brand. It's called I Love Ugly. So I imagine he's got a pretty... Has had a pretty busy time of it as well. Did he um, embrace Simplify Simple as well? Yes. So he's he's very good at having boundaries.
1: So actually he's been the one that's been able to teach me, you know, like you've got to switch off from work. Um, And he's very good at that, which is amazing. Um, He's... I struggle with the amount of obviously having a clothing brand. I struggle with the amount of shoes and clothes and things that he has. Oh, It's just
0: an He also got just a minimal wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so like I have my tiny wardrobe with fifteen items, um, and he, yeah, I think I counted last year just for a, you know for a laugh, and he has a totally different wardrobe which has like seventy-five jackets in it. So um, <laughs> that's <But> just <laughs> one thing I have to let go, you know. He's like, honey, it's for my business. I've got to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he's them for our for our kids, like for our sons oh. when they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh <laughs>
0: there any more any more questions from the um, floor? I, guess, um, I have a question with um simplifying your clutter with kids. Like so yeah. two children. I don't buy them a lot but hand me downs from cousins. We just have plastic hands that went all through the house. Yeah. They're all hand me downs but I mm-hmm. just don't know
1: how to say probably not say no, don't don't give us any more but you know how you yeah. they, yeah I think firstly, like not having the guilt of like if you need to give something away, so you know they've clearly done it to you, right? They've given things to you because they don't want it anymore, um so for you, like yeah, like don't feel guilty about giving it to the op shop if you don't want it um but also what's really good is you know with kids, like I find you know it's all it's a nice idea being minimal with kids, especially when it, when it comes to toys and things, um but at the end of the day, like they still need something to play with, right, but kids. They, I find that with my kids anyway, they've got in, um, they, they don't even tend to play with anything when there's too many toys. Like they just don't even look at them and they're like, Mom, I'm bored, you know? Because um, <laughs> they get overwhelmed by all the toys. So, what I found is really helpful is, is actually rotating them. So, like having only a small selection of toys out and kind of having them in their sets or whatever. So, blocks and um, board games, whatever. And um, yeah, just bringing out one thing at a time and they're like, Oh, yeah, I'll play with that and then kind of just rotating them, like even putting things away for six months and then switch, switching them out, and it's quite a good, good little thing to do. Oh,
0: that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, probably, I think we're at the end of our time now. But um, I just want to say, at the end of the book, you say, I've found an entirely new way to live, one that's filled with balance, happiness, and simplicity. And I found this book has really made me think a lot about how I would like to live in the world, and has offered such really beautiful and simple ideas for achieving a more balanced lifestyle and in such Mm -hmm. a beautiful format you know the book itself is simple and beautiful and it's lovely so thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and experiences with us today Mm -hmm. and so please just join me in giving Eleanor a (laughs) (laughs)
1: heartfelt thank you